0: Our colleague Eric Schwartzel covers Hollywood. And for years, he's heard rumblings that a big tech company like
1: Apple or Amazon might buy a Hollywood studio. It's inspired a lot of speculation, a lot of conversations at cocktail parties, a lot of fan fiction among investors.
0: And last week, that fiction became reality.
1: Amazon is spending $8.4 billion to acquire MGM. Now, MGM is the studio that really came to encapsulate Hollywood. And this is the one with the lion in the logo, right? It is with the lion's roar. I mean, this is a storied studio, and it is now going to be absorbed into the Amazon monolith.
0: After years of building up its streaming service, Amazon is now the first major tech company to buy a Hollywood studio. Got the wind in my hair, I'm driving to it. Welcome to The Journal, our show about money, business and power. I'm Ryan Knutsen. It's Tuesday, June 1st. Coming up on the show, why Amazon is buying MGM and what it means for the streaming wars. It can be easy to forget that Amazon, one of the biggest online shopping websites in the world, also has one of the biggest streaming services in the world, Prime Video. It claims nearly 200 million subscribers, putting it alongside Netflix and Disney as streaming's big three. And for these giant streaming players, the pressure is on to keep adding content to their services.
1: There's definitely been a pressure to bulk up in what we call the streaming wars because you're trying to get people to subscribe to your streaming service and you need to give them reasons to keep subscribing. And so a couple different strategies have emerged. You have a company like Disney, which is offering one very specific thing a family friendly streaming service at an affordable price. You also have services like Netflix that are trying to be a little bit of everything to everyone. They're going to have kids programming, they're going to have soap operas, and they're going to have movies that they hope win Oscars. Amazon has also gone for scale, and I think it's important to look at what's happening outside the U.S. as well. Amazon, Disney, and Netflix are really the three global players at this point. In markets like India, they're as fiercely competitive with one another as they are here in the U.S. And so Amazon wants to have as much stuff as possible. To make the stuff people want to watch,
0: Amazon licenses a lot of movies and TV shows that are made by other companies. That's the majority of what's on Prime Video. But it also makes some of its own original content via its
1: production wing, called Amazon Studios. They operate over in Culver City, here in Los Angeles, out of this massive office space. And they're responsible for some of the best-known movies and TV shows from the past several years. Some
0: of Amazon Studios' TV shows include The Marvelous Mrs. Maisel and Transparent. And two of its movies, Manchester by the Sea and Sound of Metal, have won Oscars.
1: Their reputation is one of certainly a proven track record of quality. They've put out movies that are certainly critically acclaimed. And I think if you're a producer trying to sell a show, it's not a bad meeting to take because these numbers that they toss out to spend on production are pretty massive here in Hollywood, but a rounding error for Jeff Bezos. There's also a sense that the biggest efforts are yet to come. They are currently producing a new show based on The Lord of the Rings. And its first season, it's estimated to cost nearly $500 million to produce. They're in New Zealand right now filming this movie. And this is considered probably their biggest effort yet to have and find their own Game of Thrones.
0: But Amazon decided that it'll need more than its own Game of Thrones to compete with Netflix and Disney, which each spend billions of dollars a year creating their own original programming. And one of the best ways to make original programming, ironically, is to do it using remakes, like Disney does with Star Wars and Marvel Comics.
1: Right now, I mean, we are in just total reboot culture. And a lot of these streaming services have a real challenge ahead of them, because they need to not only sell consumers on a new service but they also have to very quickly in the you know span of a thirty second commercial or a billboard tell them why they should subscribe and so that has made it all the more important to use characters or storylines or movies or TV shows that they already know because it just allows the consumer to absorb it that much faster so if you are uh, Peacock, and you are rebooting Save by the Bell, which they did, you have two options. You can either say, okay, we're going to make a kid-friendly high school TV show in the vein of Save by the Bell, or you can make a kid-friendly high school TV show called Save by the Bell. And it's just a much faster connection that anyone who sees that, will make. And they don't even need to be told through an advertising campaign what exactly this show is. And so that has really put a premium on what is called in Hollywood poetry pre-existing IP, which is pre-existing intellectual property. And so this is what has made all of these old TV shows and movies so valuable.
0: One of the best ways for
1: Amazon to get that pre-existing IP is by buying a Hollywood studio. So based on our reporting, it sounds like Amazon was approaching folks about a potential deal that would immediately allow it to scale up and really deepen its prime video offerings. But the
0: challenge with going shopping for a
1: Hollywood studio
0: is that there aren't that many for sale. Many studios are already part of a larger corporation and aren't available for purchase. And the few standalone studios left, like MGM, were
1: playing hard to get. The executive who was running MGM, Kevin Ulrich, had told folks that he would only sell it for $10 billion, which he thought was so high a price that it was essentially telling people, you know, don't call me unless you're really serious. And Amazon called and said, well, how's, you know, 8.4? And it was the kind of offer he had to take to the board. And it's our understanding that things progressed pretty quickly from there.
0: Why would MGM want to sell itself to Amazon?
1: You know, I think it is worth noting that this is a price that around Hollywood is considered a little bit of a premium. You know, when you talk to executives around town, they say that other potential acquirers of MGM have looked at it and assessed it at being worth around $5 billion. And so I think an 8.4 offer that includes about $2 billion in debt is certainly a markup from what other assessments have put it at.
0: Why was Amazon willing to pay more for MGM than other companies may have been?
1: I think it's a reflection of this moment we're in where content is king, and it is also just considered now more than ever essential to emerging in that top tier of streaming services. I mean, I think you've seen a number of services really struggle to find their footing, in part because they just can't compete on a scale level with these other services. You have to have something for everyone. And so even if you don't watch that much of it, I think the impression they want to give is that it's an essential monthly fee. After the break, what Amazon gets from
0: MGM and why it might have a hard time controlling the studio's most valuable asset.
1: Bond. James Bond. This episode is brought to you by Mercury. There's an art to making the complex feel simple. Everything should be in sync so that even the smallest part serves a bigger purpose. Simplicity can transform your business operations. That's why Mercury powers your financial workflows from the bank account, giving ambitious companies like yours the precision, control, and focus they need to perform at their best. Apply in minutes at Mercury.com.
0: This episode is brought to you by Indeed. We're driven by the search for better, but when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com journal. Terms and conditions apply.
1: By buying MGM, Amazon is getting one of Hollywood's most storied studios. So MGM is about as old as Hollywood. It was founded in the silent era. At one point, its studio chief would brag that it had more stars than the heavens because (laughs) it really came to be known as the premier movie factory. I mean, they produced The Wizard of Oz. Toto, I have a feeling we're not in Kansas anymore. Singing in the Rain singing in the rain just singing in the rain rocky it was the studio's studio In recent years, though, it's really not the studio it once was. I mean, I don't know if any studio is sort of representative of that golden era. But, you know, MGM operates out of an office building. They do not have a big storied lot anymore. About a decade ago, they had to file for bankruptcy protection. You know, they've been known for certainly some some bigger titles in recent years. They produced the TV show The Handmaid's Tale. So they're certainly operating and and working, but I think the general consensus has been that they have been a little adrift and that they were sort of a prime takeover target. So what is Amazon getting out of MGM? So I think definitely the fact that you absorb a library of thousands of titles. And in MGM's case, you have some of the best-known movies and characters ever produced.
0: While MGM sold the rights decades ago to a lot of those classic films like Wizard of Oz, its current catalog includes TV series like The Handmaid's Tale and Fargo, and big movie hits like Rocky, Legally Blonde, and the biggest prize, James Bond.
1: If you're a producer and you get your hands on the MGM library, suddenly you have all these pre-existing titles that come essentially with built-in marketing that you can use for reboots and so on.
0: But the Bond franchise comes with a wrinkle that might make it harder to make those reboots. While Amazon will control the films, the company won't have total creative control over the character.
1: James Bond is very interestingly controlled by two step-siblings who live in London named Michael Wilson and Barbara Broccoli. And they inherited the creative control of James Bond from Barbara Broccoli's father, who was a producer of the older films, and since then have really shepherded that character and kept a very tight leash on him too. There is a reason you don't see a lot of James Bond TV shows. I actually don't see any. You really have kept him restrained and not allowed people to, you know, throw his face on a bunch of souvenir martini glasses or anything like that. I mean, there's really been very little outside of the films, and the amazing 1990s GoldenEye video game.
0: One of the best games ever.
1: (laughs) Truly, truly incredible. I think about it all the time. Um, (laughs) But there's really been very little exploitation, you could say, of the James Bond character. And so when Amazon bought MGM, a big looming question was, are they going to get their hands on Bond? I did some reporting on this, and it turns out Bond is probably going to stay under the creative control of Michael Wilson and Barbara Broccoli. And that most likely means that they will stay the course on releasing the movies and being very strategic and very discerning when it comes to how this character is used.
0: It sounds like one of the most valuable assets that Amazon is getting in this deal, they're not really going to be able to control in the way that they may want to.
1: Doesn't sound like it, but the fact that James Bond films will come up as an option to view whenever you're scrolling through Prime Video, that counts for something, too. Because as we were saying earlier, I mean, no one needs to be introduced to James Bond. So it immediately turns the service into a more premium offering. So there's been talk
0: of tech companies buying a Hollywood studio for a while. Why do you think it's actually happening now?
1: I think it's happening now because we are looking ahead at a summer of some real potential mega deals, all based around this idea that the streaming wars are going to be fought in the next couple of years, and there will only be a few winners, and you have to bulk up fast if you want to compete in that space. So Amazon, I think, is sort of the, the biggest player yet in this new wave we're going to see of consolidation and a real focus on trying to essentially grab as much land as you can.
0: What does this deal between Amazon and MGM say about the future of Hollywood and the future of movie studios as a business?
1: You know, I think the deal has inspired some wistfulness out here because I think you can't ignore the symbolism of MGM, a studio, as iconically tied to the golden era of movie making, being absorbed by a company that is the biggest, in some cases, richest company in the world that really is using this entertainment as a way to sell shipping subscriptions. I think the romantics here in Los Angeles find it as much a symbol as anything of how Hollywood's theatrical days it's days of the big screen and the mega movie stars and the larger than life personalities is really being steadily absorbed into a business that is much more tied to subscriptions that keep you inside and at home
0: That's all for today, Tuesday, June 1st. The Journal is a co-production of Gimlet and the Wall Street Journal. Special thanks to Joe Flint for his reporting in this episode. And thanks to Extreme Music for some of today's music. Thanks for listening. See you tomorrow.